Uh, but what we're going to do today is we're going to share a story. And the reason we're going to share this a story is because actually the person that we're going to be interviewing today has been a part of this house for nearly 10 years. And, and so uh, she is the life director minister. She runs the life um, the life development ministry next door. She's our uh, director of our kids ministry and it's Brianna George. So why don't you help me welcome Brianna to the stage. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brianna, let's have a seat and we're going to kind of talk to these folks a little bit because we're going to do a little family chat cool. here, right? Yeah. Hi guys. It's going to be awesome. Hi. Just getting my notes. You know, okay. what's amazing about Brianna, Brianna's been around here for almost 10 years and um, God has really grown her on her journey in an amazing, amazing way. And I've asked her to share parts of her story and what God has done in her life and how that's all come about. Because I, I think that we all kind of need that encouragement uh, to know how God ha- can grow us on our journey. But Brianna, today is her 24th birthday today. Come on. Thanks. So I want to say happy birthday. Thank you. But then we're also, we did this earlier. I know, so it's the worst. I'm um, just <laughs> we're also going to sing you happy birthday as a congregation. So I need you to help me. Okay. What do you do with your hands let, when let, someone sings? What are you, happy birthday. What are you supposed to do with your hands? I just want to know. I wanted to know for 24 years. We're going to sing anyway. Oh, All right. Fine. Let's sing together. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Ooh, that is awesome. Y'all, y'all can sing. Fantastic. That's good. So, Brianna, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey. Cool. And it's been about 10 years, and there's this thing got, uh, called the 10-year challenge yes. going on on social media. Yes. Has anybody seen the 10-year challenge on Facebook? Okay, if you don't know, I'm going to help you. Also, the other name for it is the How Hard Has Aging Hit You Challenge. That's honest. So I thought it'd be fun for us to play today. So we actually did one of you first. So let's see you. This is Pastor Clay 10 years ago. Yeah. You look good. Me and Boom Boom. You and Boom Boom was our old mascot. But Who's that other guy? I honestly have no, no idea who he is. <laughs> He's a guy. But you aged very well. So there's your 10-year aging Okay, you ready for mine? Yep. All right, let's see mine. This is from 10 years <laughs> Momo, that's in your house. That's my grandma. That's in her house. I just realized. Okay, so let me tell you this. This hurt me so bad to allow this to happen because it's mainly because of my eyebrows. But anyway, so I don't look, I don't look that different. Uh, I mean, not that different, but that's a 10-year difference. And what's really cool is I don't look that much different from the outside, but God's done some major spiritual growth in my life over the last 10 years. So that's kind of why I wanted to show. And, oh, I also I was told that if you're under the age of 35, you're not allowed to play in this game because nothing's hit you yet. But I'm still going to play today just for the point of reference. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And, again, um, man, you know, 10 years, a lot can happen in 10 years. And, I don't know if you're a little older in here today, if you're very young, but what I want us to grab hold of is life is a journey, and it's an incredible journey. 
uh, that we are intended to, to do with other people. Uh, it's to know who God is and do that journey. And we're going to talk a little bit about Brianna's journey today, and hopefully it's going to encourage all of our journey. Um, but Brianna, let's, let's talk a little bit uh, from the standpoint of, of we're, going to, we're going to kind of hit this because you've been committed to this journey for quite some time. And so let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So I started coming when I was a student, so math, 14-ish 1415. And uh, I instantly just felt at home here and met some really amazing people. And if you've met some of the people, volunteers, staff, leadership, like you know that same feeling. But I just felt so loved and welcomed here. So I tried to be here as much as I could. Um, you can ask my mom. She gets, gives me a hard time for this. I literally, this is not good. Nobody do this. But I would like skip school when I was a senior just to come. And I don't even know if you guys know that but I yeah I did so I would skip school to come up and like edit videos and I just I mean I just loved being here that wasn't good I graduated just so everybody knows but I I always wanted to be here you couldn't get us to leave um I got to serve I got to be an intern and me and some of the other guys got to be an intern and we would be here 2 3 a.m doing stuff just loving it and so you really couldn't get us to leave but you know I, I was saved when I was younger and I believed in Jesus, but it took me until I was about 17 and when I was really rooted here to understand what that looks like and to really follow him. So I always had this preconceived notion that when you became a follower of Jesus, that your life on the outside would have to look a lot different than I thought. And, you know, and I'm not saying that it doesn't like, you know, you change on the inside and some of those those sinful desires and things that you do have to change. But a lot of the other things didn't have to change. And I, I'm like a. I almost said dangerous. I'm a very adventurous person. So I was like, man, I can't be adventurous anymore. But like, I still get to do all those fun things. And I just thought, you know, when you became a Christian and started walking in that, that you'd have to be the boring, nerdy Christian sitting in the corner and not able to do all the fun things everybody else got to do. But I was wrong. I was completely wrong. When I met Jesus and, and really started walking with him, I realized that that's not true and that it's all about an abundant, um, purpose-filled life with Christ. And growing up, I loved sports. I probably played since I was like six years old, like just round, like I'd play softball, then basketball, softball, then basketball. There's never a stopping point. But, and I had to give that up when I really felt called here because I was like, man, I want to be an intern. I want to be a part of what's happening at this church. So one of my dreams was to play a college sport. And obviously that did not happen. Um, Probably basketball. That's kind of what I was going for. So, you know, I gave that up and that was sad. That was hard. But what's really cool is y'all know God works in such a mysterious, funny way sometimes is a couple years ago when I was an intern, we got a call from Coastal Carolina and they're like, hey, we're putting together a mascot basketball game. Like, I never even heard of that in my life. And we have a little video that's going to play while I talk about it. If you guys are ready to see, look for the or- that orange guy right there. Yeah, that was me. College basketball debut, baby. Awesome. Throwing the ball away. The one shot the whole game, missed it. Yes. So I know that's silly, but to me, that meant a lot because God still gave me that desire. It was just in a totally different way than I expected. And I have a verse that I was reading the other day that really goes along with that. And that's Psalm 37, 4 through 5, and this is the Passion Translation. But it says, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find that he pulled it off perfectly. 
And I mean, he's, I don't know, I'm only 24 today, so I'm not really even, well, I guess I am. But uh, he's pulled it off perfectly so far in a way that I couldn't have ever expected my life to play out. If you would have told me 10 years ago, I'd be sitting up here talking with you to, the, to everybody, like I would laugh because <laughs> I had no idea. So God really changed my mindset about what it means to be a believer. And it's so much more than just things on the outside, but it's all, it's this inter- internal change that happens that affects your outside change. And, and, and I thought too, that when I changed and started following Jesus, like I said earlier, that I wouldn't be able to do some of the things that I wanted to do and all this, but I realized it's not about a bunch of rules that you can't do or things that you're not allowed to do. It's about that abundant relationship with him. And if there are any guidelines and he's given us guidelines in his word, they're only for my good. God's not out to get any of us. He loves us tremendously. So I know that he works things together for the good of those who love him. And I just had to put my trust and and faith in that. So, yeah. All right. Yep. And so the journey, and again, I've known Brianna for quite some time, but uh, the journey hasn't always been, been easy. And I love what that passage you just read says. If, you know, if we'll trust in our creator and our great God, he'll pull it off perfectly. And, you know, I, I think that's the key is, is to develop a trust. And what's interesting is God wants us to trust him, but God uniquely uh, develops us when we engage with other people because mm-hmm. God has designed us in such a way that what he wants us to do is to live life out as a community. And you know as well as I do, Lots of times when you live in a community, in a family, there's challenging moments. However, those challenging moments are the things that can develop us. And I really think there's a key word that we're going to talk about here for a minute that helps us, helps us kind of work through those challenging moments. And, and that word is commitment. Now, again, this is what's fascinating about Brianna's story to me. She's 24 years old. All right. And she's been committed to this journey for nearly 10 years. And you know as well as I do that the culture is ever-changing. It's rapidly changing. Everybody wants this new thing today and all these kind of things. But through the hard times, through the mountaintops and the valleys, Brianna has stayed committed. So, Brianna, I want you to talk in that vein for a few minutes about, about staying committed. Awesome. So... And I was thinking about what we were going to talk about since Wednesday. Thank you for that, too, by the way. Love you. Oh, I'm just playing. But uh, just thinking about that word commitment, and that's something that you've invested a lot into me and the leaders around me have. And so I wrote down three different ways that I've learned to stay committed and why I stay committed. But the first thing is before you can do any of these things, it, it ultimately, the first thing is a relationship with Christ. And if you don't have that, none of this matters, right? None of this stuff matters. So you know, Jesus came and lived that perfect life and died for us so we could have access to God. So if you haven't made that, there'll be an opportunity at the end of the service for you to make that decision. But for those of us who do believe, I have three different things. The first thing was grow up. Everybody say grow up. Grow up. <laughs> Nobody likes that. That's terrible. Uh, first thing is grow up. And what I mean by grow up is growing up in the word. You no, know, God's given every single one of us 
um, access to the tool, which is the Bible. And what I had to do was realize that it is my responsibility to for um, it is my responsibility to take ownership over my spiritual growth. It's not yours. And I think a lot of times we come to church and we sit here and we expect Him to feed us. And coming to church is about being encouraged. It's about being inspired. It's about getting a getting around a group of people and running after the same mission. And yeah, we're we learn stuff. I mean, anytime you preach from God's Word, God's Word's alive. It's active. It's moving. So we should learn something and be challenged. But I had to take responsibility to feed myself as people would say. So, I mean, I got a Bible. I got to talk to God. I got to root myself down deep into the word so that I can grow. I think that's the first step of being committed or second, I guess. So yeah. So grow up. The second one I have is show up. Everybody say show up. Show up. Show up. All y'all are doing that right now. So good job. So show up to church and keep coming. And, And if this is your first time, you did a good thing. This is awesome. This is the first step. And if this is the first time you've been in a month, that's awesome too. You're back. But I really want to challenge you. Don't just show up once a month or once every six weeks. That's like one of the hardest things we face in kids ministry is the kids who only come one or two times a month. It's, it's hard because you don't get to really build that relationship as tightly as you'd want. But show up to church. Be present. Don't just come in the door, sit down and peace out, which I know we all want to do. I'm really bad about that sometimes. If I, even in Walmart, like if I see somebody I know, I'll just Sometimes if I'm just not in the mood, I'll do a complete like 180. It's not good. But show up to church, be somebody, be present and be available because this is God's house. I mean, all of us are, all of us are here and a part of that. And we believe in that mission. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is link up. Everybody, there you go. Come on. Good job. Uh, Everybody say link up. Link up. Just want to see if anybody would do it. Um, Link up, find the right people. And for me, when I first started getting involved, I still had some of the wrong friends, for sure. And even the people that I thought were the right friends were not necessarily the right people. So link up and find those people that are going to hold you accountable. And this is for all ages, okay? I know I'm 24 sitting up here talking about this, but this applies to somebody who's 80 years old. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And I heard it put this way. If you show me your five friends, I'll tell you who you are, who are your five closest friends. So find the right people. Find the people who can call you out when you're struggling or maybe you're having heart issues and they can be there in the hard times and be there in the good times and really challenge you to focus on your relationship with Jesus. So those are the three things that... Um, have really been vital in helping me stay committed. So, again, awesome, Brianna. And obviously commitment is a process. Yeah. Uh, but I think she said some key things that we all need to grab hold of in here today. I think a lot of times in our, in our culture, and our mindset of church, we think it's an event that we attend maybe once a week. Um, And what I want to share with you today is God grows you in connections with other people. And it's why we have group life here at Barefoot Church. It's why we encourage you to connect with some other people on the journey and not just, you know, kind of come and listen on the weekend. She talked about having the personal responsibility of reading God's word and stuff and all. And I think it's really important for each one of us to have a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. But I think the part sometimes we miss is God never created you for you and him just to spend time alone. That's right, amen. And I know that a lot of people talk about their alone time with God and just you and God. And he did create us to be intimate, but he created us 
to be a community of people and us to spend time with him. And so I want us to grab hold of that today, how, how vital community is to church life. We're not just building buildings and doing events. We're trying to create environments and, and a community for people to sharpen each other up and build each other up in their faith. And we all want to hide sometimes. We all kind of want to be distant because that is our fallen human nature. The way to get better is to really, really um, engage yourself mm-hmm. in the church life and with other people and, and begin to let God do amazing, amazing things in your life. And so commitment to the, to the process. Um, I want you to speak in, in that vein for just a minute because I, I really think, um, you know, again, you're, at the end of the day, she's a, a shining star for the word commitment at 24, been committed for, you know, 10 years to this process. So talk about the process. Okay. So, I mean, most of us in this room want to get better. Um, I mean, that, that wasn't always the case in my life. It's, it's just been a few years that I've decided, wow, I really need to get better myself and grow in my faith. And growth through commitment is definitely a process. I think everybody in this room knows that. It's not easy. Like me and my friends just started going back to the gym about a week ago. And I'm annoyed because I don't look any different. But what I had to under, really, this, this helped me a lot to understand is like, it's a process. Like in one week, I'm not going to lose 10 pounds. In one week, I'm not going to be able to touch my toes because that's a goal is to be able to touch my, lean over and touch my toes. So it's, it's a process. Why? That was not nice. <laughs> they laugh at me. They can touch their toes. Sorry. Anyway, um, but it's a process, and I think we live in a world, and I'm speaking for myself, right right, to, right back to myself, is we want things like this. And that's just because of the world we live in, right? We can order something on Amazon, and it will show up to my doorstep in two days. How amazing. Anything I want. Or um, like at Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. And this is what this has taught me. I mean, this, I've had to have some heart checks, but... I want things now, and so what I'll do, if you don't have the Chick-fil-A app, I should be getting a promo for this, but anyway, you can order your food and put that you're here, and they will walk it to your car. You don't even have to wait in the drive-thru, okay? So I'll do this thing where I will be at, I will pull out of this building, and I'll click I'm here because I ain't got time to wait. So I'll say I'm here, and I'll pull up, and guess what's not there? My food. I like pull up, and it takes them about, you know, 45 seconds to walk it out with me, out to me. But because of, like, this world that we live in, we want things now. And I, even me, I'm like, why is it taking you 45 seconds to bring me my chicken nuggets? Like, they're going to be cold. But it's not. it's so much more than that. It's all about... When it comes back down to the root of commitment and growing, it's a process. It's something that we have to wait for. It's something we have to uh, work towards, not just sit back and like, maybe I'll grow. Maybe if I come to church once every six weeks, I'll grow. But it's, it's it's all a part of a process, and it's not something that we like to usually wait for. But that's something I've learned is you have to stay committed long enough to grow in those areas. Yeah, and we do live in an instant culture. and. My understanding, God obviously speaks through his word to us, but I do also believe clearly that God speaks to us and grows us through other people. Yeah, that's right. And this, again, is why it's significant to be in community, be in church life, and begin to let God help you grow up. You know, other people can speak things into your life. The Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. All right? But part of growing up, 
is, is having discipline in your life. And nobody likes discipline. And I think one of the keys to receiving the discipline that is necessary in all of our lives to grow is this thing called love. And I, I really think unless we understand love, then it's hard for us to receive discipline. But Brianna had some tough years here in her early years. And, you know, the thing is, is we had to call her out on a few things. And really, when I, the, the, the team here, the pastoral team, because, you know, she was headed in the wrong direction, doing, thinking some of the wrong things, and we, we had to speak into her life. And that didn't always feel good, Brianna. No. So this is still amazes me because sometimes when, when people are spoken to and they don't hear what they want to hear, they don't stay committed, they run. And I, I want you to speak to that for just a minute. I want you to speak of, you know, why you didn't run away okay. whenever we had to talk about some hard things. That's hard to talk about. I'm just kidding. I mean, it is. But um, nobody likes to be disciplined. And what was hard for me is, like, I just kind of showed up and got involved however I could. And so when I started surrounding myself really with the wrong people or... I started thinking of things not how I should. Um, I definitely needed to get called out. And I'm thankful for you and Miss Kim for not giving up on me because the Lord knows they went through a lot with me. But uh, I realized that you guys loved me. And ultimately, the love you have for me is because of God. And so I saw God's love through how you guys handled those situations. And it was, okay, I, y'all love me enough not to leave me where I was. And so there was something different. And we don't see that nowadays, you know, if somebody calls you out or you get in a fight with somebody, you're normally done with that. Per- like, I mean, most people nowadays are just like, I'm not going to talk to them ever again, like whatever. But, but you guys love me through it. And like, we had a hard conversation once. And I remember the minute the conversation was over, we both stood up and he hugged me and he told me he loved me. And to me, that in that moment, that whole situation changed for me. And I was like, this is my place. Like, these people love me. And I mean, it's, it's a love that God gives all of us. So that's, it was hard, but. Yeah. And so, and again, we had more than one hard conversation. Oh, <laughs> but well, we had multiple hard conversations. Right now. Yeah. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we, um, uh, you know, it wasn't just mine and her conversation. What, what really speaks to my heart is it was the community's conversation yeah. with Brianna and the people she surrounded herself with. And I think back to one particular family who is no longer here, and Brianna was going through some challenging times, and she kind of teamed up with a couple people in her age group at that particular time, and they became friends, and, and they actually spoke into her life in a positive way and began to bring some change. And I want you to talk a little bit about that relationship because, again, it's not just a relationship with me and me disciplining you. It's learning how to have those connections yeah. with other people. Sure, yeah. So there's this amazing family. Some of you guys might know them. Um, Sean, Bonnie, Breland, and Bailey Keels. They moved across the country. But um, I, they were here at that time, very connected to this house. Like, he would speak some. They would sing. I mean, they were they, those people served, okay? It wasn't about them. And so I got to go on a mission trip with them. And it was actually during some hard times here where I was struggling. And I wanted to run away. And I got to go on a trip with them. And through that trip, I really learned how selfish I was. And so being around the right people helped draw some of those things out. 
that I could work on and fix. And they really showed me a lot. And I actually have a picture of something I want to tie in if it's okay. So they're, they're going to put a picture of a sink. So you can put the picture up whenever you can find it. So this, this, this has meaning, I promise. Okay, there it is. So I'm going to stand up so you can see it. So that's, that's my sink at the house I live in. And I've lived there for almost two years. Okay. Two, two years. That, we see that arrow. What does that have in it? Who knows? Soap. I'm glad everybody else in the world knows except for me. So I lived there for two years and I didn't know that thing had soap in it. Soap. I would wash my hands with the dish soap. And like that don't, I mean, that's not fun. That's why we had to have some of the conversations that we had. Go ahead. I mean, that's true. My roommates picked on me so hard, but we had a volunteer thing at my house last week and Miss Ann was washing her hands and I watched her touch it and I was like, what did you just do? She goes, there's soap. And she gave me that look, there's soap in it. I'm like, are you kidding me? But okay, there's, there's, a, there's meaning behind this, okay? I spent my whole well, life, two, two years washing my hands with the dish soap. And I had no idea there was hand soap in the thing in front of me. I had to watch somebody else use it. So to me, when I was talking to my roommates about it, they were making fun of me. Literally, my roommates saw me doing it and did not say anything. So I just want to say thank you for that. But... They thought I just liked it. And what I learned from that, I know it's silly, was sometimes when you watch, when you're in this stage, like I was in the point where I was watching other people and I was really absorbing everything. And then I watched that family. I watched other individuals around me really living their life for God, not being selfish, serving others, and just being completely planted in a house. I watched them and that really helped start kickstart me into realizing, oh man, this isn't just about me, right? So I, I spent all that time not really understanding what was going on. So when I got around the right people and I could watch them live their lives for Christ, it changed me, right? And I think, and even if you're a follower of Jesus in this room, I mean, you've probably heard it said this way before, but you might be the only Jesus somebody ever sees in their entire life. And yeah, it's That's true. Cool. You might be the only Bible somebody ever reads, all because of how you live your life. Your life can be such a testimony to other people. And those people were a testimony to, to me in my heart. So I don't know if it makes sense, but yeah. That's awesome. And, and so not only did she get to spend time with them in, in group environments and just relational environments, they actually went on a, a trip, a mission trip, we called it, to the Bahamas, and they got to live life together. How many of you know when you live with somebody, you find out a whole lot more about that person? And they got to rub up close to one another and they learned some things. And I want to encourage you guys. I mean, we do mission trips. We go to places like Swaziland. We help people and hurting people, all those kind of things. But part of, and and, you know, we we actually uh, do missions work overseas in some areas that you know, where some of us can't go, all those kind of things. And it is to bring the good news of Jesus to other people. But part of time, whenever we go on these mission trips, and this is why I highly encourage you to engage in that, it will develop you, okay? Because you're going to have to work with other people, live with other people, and, you know, you just get away from your normal everyday life, and God does some supernatural things in you. And so, Rian, I think, too, you going off on that trip was spectacular and incredible. Yeah. We do that for our kids a lot, too. Yeah. We take, this is our seventh year taking older kids and students on missions. So that is fun. You're talking about rubbing up against people. I'll tell you what, when you only have a room the size of, I don't even know how big it was, and trying to fit 23 girls in that room, air mattresses touching each other, oh, yeah, it's an experience. But 
It's awesome. I, I, I be, I'm silly about it, but man, our students and our kids grow so much on those trips. So we've seen some incredible life change come out of that. So we're going again this summer. So if you have a student, I really encourage you to get them involved on this trip. They'll be developed into a, an incredible leader. They'll come back and want to serve. I mean, they, they serve their little hearts out on these trips. So That is awesome. Yeah. So obviously her foundation is, is Jesus. But just because our foundation is Jesus doesn't mean that our life isn't going to face some difficulties. And again, I I really think it's important for us all to be built on Christ, but to be interlinked with other people that can help us through those trials, those circumstances, those challenges that we're all going to go through. But Brianna, again, this journey hasn't always been easy. Um, You've had some trials. You've You've experienced some loss in your in your journey. And I want you to talk about how you stay committed to get through those things. Okay, yeah. So um, my time here really has taught me what it means to strengthen my foundation. And if, it's, if your foundation is not built on Christ in the first place, it's going to fall apart anyway. But I have this passage, passage of scripture that has been instrumental in my life for the past few years. And it's out of Matthew. And this is Jesus talking. You know, Jesus says storms test our foundation. And um, verses 24 through 27 say this. They say, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. So basically what Jesus is telling us is storms will reveal what your foundation is. And I don't know about anybody else. But if there's a tornado coming right now, none of us are going to run outside and try to build a bunker to get inside of because you, you don't have time. I mean, it's coming. So if you do that, say hi to Dorothy for me. But nobody's good. You can't when when the storm's on you, there's nothing you can do about your foundation at that point. Right. It's all about the work that you put in beforehand. So for me. I mean, I, uh, we talked about this last service, but my grandma was so key in my life. She's actually the person who got me here to this church. And um, she had breast cancer. I think it was 2013. She got diagnosed with breast cancer. It's, cancer's the worst. But, you know, she fought through that. And actually, a couple years later, they were like, oh, no more breast cancer. We were like, what? This is amazing. And I mean, she'd been coming to church, serving. You, we prayed over her multiple times. And I'm like, look at God. This is awesome. He's healing her. And then next thing you know, like three months, I don't even know how long. It was probably like three months later. They were like, well, we got, we got some bad news. She has a brain tumor. And it was like wrapped around her entire head. Like it was just, I mean, it was there. It was non-operable. There's nothing they can do about it. And then they were also like, oh, it's also in her blood and her bones and her lungs. So at this point, it's everywhere, right? What I learned in that moment, thank God for my foundation, right? Because I was plugged in and planted in a church that challenged me to take to grow spiritually. My foundation was tested, right? My foundation was tested, but this is what I know, okay? And, and every, almost everybody in this room has probably dealt with loss. And if you haven't, nobody wants to be the person who says this, right? And But... Every, you and everybody you love at some point, we're leaving this earth and we're going to go one of two places. 
So this is something that we all have to be prepared for. But what I learned was, even if he does not heal her, right? Come on. Even if he's still God, he's still God through the storm, right? He's still God no matter what happens. He's still God. And I think it's imperative for every person in this room, every person who can hear me, is to train for the storm you are not yet in. Okay, because it's coming. We, I mean, we live in North Myrtle Beach. We got hurricanes every year, right? You got to prepare for that kind of stuff. If you live on the ocean, you got insurance. Like, you're ready for that kind of stuff. But it's all about preparing for the storm that you are not yet in. And, like, I heard somebody put it this way. Um, you know, death either takes you from your treasure or it takes you to your treasure. So where are you investing your life? Where are you investing what God's given you? Are you investing it all here? Because I'm telling you what, we're all leaving and all this stuff is going to go away. But if you're investing it in eternal things, that's the right investment to make. So I, that's, that's a lot of what I've learned through the time. But I mean, it's been, and then my, and even something else, like my grandpa, he passed away two months to the day that she did, right after she did. So I was like, oh man, this is terrible, right? But God is still God. And then like six months later, I know this is silly, but if anybody's ever lost a pet, you know, it's like one of the worst things in life. But we had the same dog for like 14 years and we had to put her down. So I was tested major on foundation. I'm telling you what, but, but, but God is still good. And I know that because my foundation is strong in him, that it doesn't matter what storm comes. And I'm going to be main event ready, like you talked about. I'm going to be ready for eternity. I'm going to be ready for what's next. So that, that's a lot of what I've learned about foundations. That's awesome. So again, I think every one of us need a firm foundation to build our life on. And as Brianna shared here, it's, it's having that rock-solid faith in who God is, no matter what, what storms life brings. And it's also being connected to other people. It's interesting, Jesus uses the analogy of a house here in this story. Um, and says a house needs to be built on a, on a firm foundation, referring to himself and building his life, building our life on him. But also another place in scripture refers to us people of God as a house, as a community, as a family. And so I I really think it's important for us to grow and really become everything that God has created us to be, for us to have that solid foundation and then connect with a community of people created to do life in community. And I would say that it is Brianna's relationship with God through Christ Jesus and also the community of people that keep her encouraged and keep her motivated along the journey when she does great or when she does not so great. It's the same thing in my life. And again, if you're not a part of God's family, God's kingdom, God's community, that's what being a part of a local church is all about. It's growing up. And what growing up is, is not just understanding who God is, but it's understanding who God says you are. And then beginning to live that out in community with other people. My friends, we're all created to do life together, do life in community. We don't have to hide from one another. We don't have to run from one another. We're here to forgive one another. We're here to build one another up. We're also here to basically shape one another. And I want to encourage you in that today. Let Brianna's story encourage your story. 
and you know, make a commitment first and foremost to God and then make a commitment to be a part of what God's doing in the earth and how you can be a part of it. I promise you, you have a part to play. Every single one of us. So I'm going to invite you into that. And, you know, Brianna, your story is amazing. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. Any closing words you want to give us today before we pray over you? Thank you. Um, Thanks for letting me (laughs) speak with you. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you're not committed to Jesus first, and he's going to give you that opportunity in a second, but that's where, oh, excuse me, that's where this whole thing starts. It's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. He made that way so we could have a direct relationship with God. And the second thing is, if you're just showing up, if you've been coming for years, I mean, it took me a good, it probably took me a good year to actually get involved. And if you've just been showing up, man, there's a spot for you here. We want to meet you. We want to join arms with you, link up with you, and grow in this thing together. So if you've just been coming and just sitting, I mean, we see you, and we, we want to meet you, and we want to know what, you, what you're doing in this life. We want to know how we can partner together. So I want to challenge you to stay planted in this church, man. If this is a, your church, stay planted through the hard times, through the bad times. Because I promise you, God will grow you when you plant yourself down. I promise you, he will. I mean, I'm a testimony of it. I believe it. Because I planted myself and I made the decision that I'm not going to leave when things get hard. God has used that majorly. And I'm not any better than anybody else sitting out here. I just want to challenge you. If you're not committed and you're not planning to make that decision, whether it's here or somewhere else. But, I mean, we'd love to have you here because I believe in what God's doing in this house. That's awesome, Brianna. And Brianna, you know, maybe there's people with us today and they don't have a relationship with God through Christ. Or... Maybe there's people here today that they don't even know how to have a relationship with God through Christ. And I'm going to ask that maybe in closing today, you explain that and then we'll, we'll pray for you and then pray for them as they make that decision. Could you explain that? Sure. I'll do how, I mean, I'll make it simple. It's how we talk to kids about it was Jesus, God's son lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And we talk about sin and kids. Sin is anything you think, say, do, or don't do that displeases God, right? We're all born with the sin nature, every single one of us. But God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to live that perfect, blameless life so that he would go and die for us so that we could trust in him, find salvation in him, and have a relationship with God. The, the door's wide open. There's access to God, right? He's there. You just have to allow him to come into your life and forever change you. So when we talk about it in kids. It's your best day ever. Today's the day of your salvation. When you decide to put your faith and your trust in Jesus, it's your best day ever. And anybody can do that. It doesn't matter how far you've gone away. It doesn't matter what you did last night, right? It's what you always say. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you did this morning. All that matters is there is a God who loves you. If you have never heard that before, there's a God who loves you and gave his one and only son for you so that you can have a relationship with him and you could be in eternity with him one day. So if today is the day you want to make that decision, we're going to pray, right? We're going to pray. Okay. And maybe you want to pray right where you sit today and just talk to God. And it simply goes like this. And then we'll pray for Brianna. It's God, I surrender. Just tell God right where you are in your own words, where you sit today. Say, God, I want to trust this message of who Jesus is. Tell God you receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers and the new life that he rose from a grave to give you. 
Tell God you want to commit because you trust in who he is and what he has done and what he is going to do. Tell God, thank you for the gift. Tell God you want to move forward on the journey. And we pray this today. God, we thank you for these people who prayed this prayer of faith. God, also, we want to pray for Brianna today. God, as she continues her journey and she continues to lead our children next door and speak into so many lives and so many volunteer lives. God, we, we pray that you'd keep her encouraged. You'd keep her motivated. You would keep her focused on who you are and God, who the people around her can become and how they can speak into her life. God, I thank you for her testimony. I thank you for her commitment first and foremost to you and then being part of your mission and your vision, the local church and expressing and reflecting who you are into this earth. So God, today we thank you for her sharing and God, I pray encourage somebody here today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.